0: Resources and links are in the show notes. Visit us at therockfocus.blogspot.com. Now, on to this week's episode. We're talking branding. In this episode, it's the reader's first impressions. First impressions are so important. In every aspect of our daily life, whenever we encounter someone or something new, It's the first impressions that immediately strike to our souls. There's a reason for the cliched love at first sight. For books, first impressions are crucial. It's the crossing moment, the significant bridge that has the reader reach for the book. Without a strong first impression, the browsing reader won't even stop at the book. Whether an online catalog that only requires the tap of a finger are at a bookstore yes they are coming back and people who go to bookstores intend to buy so that bridge has already been crossed when we're in a bookstore or we're browsing an online catalog that list of book covers we have to earn the reader's reach for the book we have seconds nanoseconds to catch the reader's attention. Let's look at the three glances we need to catch a reader. On today's episode, we'll focus on the first glance and its two keys. Those crucial first impressions. When we're writing our great opus, thousands upon thousands of words, over days and weeks and months, we forget that readers rely on a nanosecond for a first impression when they decide to purchase our story. That reader, browsing through an ebook retailer or standing in the bookstore, won't see the carefully crafted words on each page, won't know how the theme is developed through symbols, and won't feel the angst of the protagonist because of betrayals by friends and life. That reader, only cares that the book promises a great story to engage with. We have three glances to snare readers. The purchase will only occur if those three glances create a strong first impression that hooks the potential reader. Don't believe me? Here's two examples we all can share. How many times have you walked away from an introduction with the thought, that was a waste of space? Days later, you discover the person you just met had the information you'd spent hours searching for. But that bad first impression kept you from delving into that person's talents. Digging the hole deeper, you discover that when you met them, they just pulled an all-nighter to get a project ready. How many times have you gone on a blind date and left with not for me as a steady chant? Weeks later, An acquaintance gushes over her blind date, and you discover it was the same guy. When you met him, he wasn't like that. When you meet him again, he's nothing like the first impression. And you wonder for days what made the difference. First impressions matter. Our parents and grandparents preached that mantra. Slovenly teens and early twenties, we didn't understand. Not until we missed a few great opportunities. Even with books, first impressions matter. Word of mouth might get readers to our book, but readers won't touch it if a single thing turns them off. Mimicking successful covers by other writers might suck in a few readers, but those readers won't come back if they don't get the experience that they expected. Unsatisfied readers are more likely than any others to leave bad reviews. You may have heard that great reviews are the key, And four and five star reviews are helpful in selling the book. Great reviews often provide a quick sample of the story. The reviews are like the former small bookstore owner who gives a recommendation to the buyer looking for a new read. However, and this is a big, however, shout it from the rooftops. However, the review comes after the first glance at the cover that first glance was needed to slow down the browsing consumer. In the slowdown, the consumer reads the market copy and then any reviews. Only after those two points will the reader consider buying the book. First impressions, therefore, come before the market copy and the reviews. As for the reviews on the cover by other authors and by major media outlets, many people never read those. Like me, they've been burned too often other advertising gimmicks they don't trust paid reviews all those reviews that mention a quid pro quo i wrote this review after being given a free arc are discounted so we're back to that crucial first impression we're after the browsing reader any reader that we don't manage to hook will just swim on by we need the first impression hook Writing a great story with connectable characters and sufficient plot twist will keep readers engaged to the last page. Crafting a successful mystery with a great ending will draw readers to the next book that we publish. It's the very first hook that we need, the hook that has the reader reaching for our stories. The first impression hook is the first step in building a writing name. How do we catch the readers who have never heard of us? How do we get them to buy when they've never read our works? Here's the scary part. We only get three glances to lure them into that first buy. So how do we hook readers? How do we get them to take the three glances that ensure a sale? A reader's first impression is built with three glances. We can hook the reader by one, capturing the story in three words, two, branding our series through iconography, and three, using clever titling or cover copy. These three principles should guide everything after we type the end on the manuscript. As writers, our job is not over after the end. The tougher job comes next, marketing or promotions. All the ads in the world won't sell the book. All the reviews from friends and relatives won't sell the book. Make a bad first impression, and nothing will happen. Newly published writers can learn from those who've gone before. Let's explore the three glance principles and then apply them to three extremely successful series to see how professional marketing departments increase the writer's success from selling to mega selling. After all, that's what we want to do, isn't it? Use first impression principles to turn our own book series into success? The three diverse writers that we'll examine through this series all wrote in the mystery genre. They moved from mid list to bestseller status after successful marketing campaigns Ellis Peters and her CAD file series, Tony Hillerman and his Navajo law enforcement series, and Elizabeth Peters with her famous Amelia Peabody books. Both of our ladies, Ellis Peters and Elizabeth Peters, wrote under pseudonyms. Our gentleman Hillerman did not. We can have a large discussion about that difference, but we won't. The English writer Ellis Peters' real name was Elizabeth Pargiter, which she used for another genre. The American writer Elizabeth Peters also used other pen names for other genres, Barbara Mertz, her own name, and Barbara Michaels. Both ladies, Ellis Peters and Elizabeth Peters, had books prior to this success with a series that is our focus. It's an interesting coincidence that both were writing their strong series while using similar names. Time has passed with these writers, but marketing truths never change. Glance One Capturing with Three Little Words. Writers become successful when the basic foundations for their books, their products, can be expressed in three words. Those three words that capture the basic story will guide the cover selection so the browsing readers have an idea of what they will encounter. Clear cover imagery will wiggle the worm on a hook to catch them. Our three selling writers who became mega-selling after clever marketing are Ellis Peters, her Catfile series boiled down to Monk, Middle Ages, Murder, Tony Hillerman, his Joe Leaphorn, Jim Chee series works out as Navajo, desert Southwest, and crime, and Elizabeth Peters, who created her Amelia Peabody series by mixing danger in Egypt with archaeology and snark. Yes, I'm going back two or three decades. Yes, the marketplace is filling up with new writers, but the writers of previous decades are also our competition. And the covers that helped create success for these writers can help us, as well. We don't want to mimic their covers, yet we do want to use the marketing principles that guided their success. Established writers of the past are actually our strongest competition. Not our fellow writing buddies, not others out there who are entering the marketplace, the established writers who have proved over and over that they can tell a story. Their books are rapidly being converted to electronic format, and new readers are finding them and glomming their backlist rather than trying for new writers who will disappoint because the quality of writing is lacking. Why did I pick these three writers, Ellis Peters, Tony Hillerman, and Elizabeth Peters? Well, after a bit of a rocky start, each writer's publishing company settled into a marketing campaign that started drawing reader attention just from appearance on the shelf. That's where we're starting. Having a cover that brands the book and the series and therefore will earn the stamp of readerly approval with money. First job, understand our story. Capturing the three words for our book, your project will become a product will provide guidance for cover design and everything else after we type at the end. Anything more than three ideas is too much busyness for the reader to see at a glance. And browsing readers only give a glance before they move on. So the first job is to find the three words that will capture those thousands upon thousands of words we have written. No, don't try to match the story to a recent bestseller. Too many writers are trying to do that. After that book about the wife of a time traveler, how many times did we see the word wife in a title? After Gone Girl, how many titles contained Gone or Girl? How many times have we seen the back of a girl in a red coat running away? Certainly browsing readers reach for the later books in the hopes of running across another story. That would capture their attention in the same way that those three successful books did, only to be disappointed. After dozens of unsatisfied encounters with those words and images, the browsing readers will begin to ignore those images The return to looking for something new. Boil the story down to three words, basic elements, something about the primary character, something about the setting, And one other thing that's very different, yet somehow familiar. We're creating a niche market within our genre. When we can capture these three elements in the cover image, the cover will create the reader's first impression of our story just from a glance. Here are those three words that provide keys. Keys 1 and 2. The Middle Ages doesn't seem very interesting until it's a monk solving murders the peaceful contemplative life juxtaposed with the gruesome violence of murder snares attention. Ellis Peters hit two niche markets with her CAD file series, Lovers of a Medieval History and Lovers of Mystery. The first book was published in 1977. The TV series wasn't produced until 1994. When we capture the three important words with a cover image, Life becomes simple. First key, strong juxtaposition of the person with the event. A peaceful monk who grows herbs deals with foul murder during a bloody moment of English history. Everyone knows about monks. A monk who solves crimes? Familiar, yet different. Second key, niche markets are important. What niche markets can we capture? How many niche markets? The Cadfile series combined three markets: mystery, history, religious characters. Four covers for the first Ellis Peters Cadfile novel, *A Morbid Taste for Bones*, display the struggle marketing had with the branding for the series. Remember, you can view these covers at a link in the show notes. The first Cadfile book appeared in 1977 and the first cover looks more like a coven and a ghost story than a mystery novel set in the early Middle Ages with a monk who solves crimes with forensic evidence. The next cover is the 1980s, focused on a soul monk. The cover appears to be designed for the religious reader. The recent 2011 cover played on the medieval monk and murder, but it's not very attractive. It would show well on black and white e-readers, which was the electronic marketplace at the time. The next covers, however, aren't much better. It's the 1994 edition that started the breakout of Ellis Peters' Cad file series worldwide, coinciding with the first episodes in the TV series. One wonders if the TV marketers gave guidance to the book industry. The 1994 cover and all the other books which were reprinted to match this cover use a touch of the medieval, with the vaulted ceiling of a building, a shrouded woman, and the stained glass frame. The title words morbid and bones give us the mystery. Stay with us in the next episode. Keys three and four will follow. Our first job isn't over, but we need to talk about the images that create the brand, which is how we capture the reader for a second and fractionally longer glance. All through July and August, the right focus is in a series on branding using M.A. Lee's guidebook, Discovering Your Author Brand. To hook readers, savvy writers manipulate cover imagery, titles, and the back cover market copy. With the right keys presented in our branding series, writers will learn how to brand books, series, and their own writing business. A supplementary section covers writing a script for a book's video trailer, the best guidance for writing any market copy. Worksheet templates and a video trailer script are available at Buy Me a Coffee. Find that link in the show notes. Thanks for listening to The Write Focus, a podcast for writers at all levels, hosted by Emily Lee from Writers Inc. Books, assisted by Remy Black and Edie Runes. Our focus is productivity, process, craft, and tools. Music is licensed through Audio Jungle called Background Music Loop. Its creator is Alexander Polishchuk, known on Audio Jungle as Plastic 3. The music comes in different iterations. Show notes and resource links for this and other episodes can be found at therightfocus.blogspot.com. Write to us at AOL.com when you have questions, comments, and speculations. We will try to answer you as quickly as possible. By the way, we will not mind your email address. That's rude. If you find value in our content, share with your writing friends, or write a review. We're small beans here without the advertising budget of the big peeps, and you can make a difference. And whatever occurs, right on!